on last Sunday, we talked from the book of John. And today I'd like to talk to you from a few minutes from the book of Exodus. Glad to have Reggie back. He preached over there on the Colonial Village on last Sunday. And the people, I understand, are still excited, which makes me feel mighty good. From Exodus chapter 32, from the King James Virgin. And Moses said unto Aaron, What did this people unto thee, what did they do unto you, that thou hast brought so great a sin upon them? And Aaron said, Let not thy anger of my Lord wax hot, Thou knowest the people that they are set on mischief. For they said unto me, Make us gods which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us out of the land of Egypt, we would not what is become of him. And I said unto them, whosoever hath any gold, let them break it off. So they gave it to me. Then I cast it in the fire, and there came out this calf. The man who blame other folk. The blame game has been around ever since the beginning of man. In Genesis, Chapter 3, God spoke to Adam, did not I command you not to eat of this tree? Adam blamed the woman. And told God, it's that woman you gave me. She gave me of the tree, and I did eat. Then God looked at the woman. The woman blamed the serpent. The blame game. Aaron blamed the fiery furnace. They gave me the gold, and I threw it in the fire. And out came this calf, the blame game. Too often, 
And if you just give me a few minutes and Brother Harrison will take his seat. Too often we blame others for some of our troubles and not taking the responsibility for our own actions. There was a noted psychologist who once wrote, as long as we avoid self-responsibility, blaming others or our situations as to how we feel, think, behave, we will never gain the necessary knowledge how to control those habits which results in distress, fear, and depression, all because blaming somebody else for our situations. Can I get a witness, church? And as human, I think all of us get to a point where we blame somebody for what has happened to us, for our mistakes, etc. Now you get mighty quiet. But there was a young man whom I, you have to admire who took the responsibility for his own actions. In the book of Luke chapter 15, the Bible says a man had two sons. The younger son said to his father, give me the portion of goods that befalleth me. And the father, and I think I heard y'all talk about this in Sunday school this morning. And the father gave the young man all that he had asked for. And a few days later, the young man left home, went into a far country. And in this country, he got involved in all kinds of righteous living. Joining into a crowd, with a crowd as long as he could say, the drinks are on me. The crowd was with him. As long as he had money, he had some friends. But when his money was gone, he ended up in a hog pen, eating slop with the hogs. But thank God, he came to himself meaning that he was not at himself when he left himself. Said, I'm going to rise and go back home. That's one thing, you can always go home when you can't go nowhere else, church. He went back home. But what's magnificent about the story is he took the responsibility for his own actions. He said, Father, I have sinned. I'm not worthy to even be called your son. At least he didn't blame his daddy. Had it not been for you, I wouldn't have gotten into all of that. 
He took the responsibility for his own actions. And all of us must take the responsibility for our own actions. Can I get a witness, church? Back to the man that blamed others for his action. Because we still have some errands around. Blaming others for their mistakes. Blaming others for their actions. Blaming others for their troubles. Blaming others for their attitude. And, and beginning with the President of the United States of America. Blaming everybody for their actions. But there comes a time that in life we have no one to blame for our responsibility but ourselves. I know it's been a long time since I've been preaching, but I'll give me a little time here, church. It was in the, in, the book, in the book of Acts. Stephen, speaking to the Sanhedrins, told the same story as from the book of Exodus, what Aaron had done. And looking at Aaron, he was something else, church. Who was Aaron? Aaron was the brother of Moses. Aaron was the one whom Moses left in charge of the people in his absence. That was, he was a brother of Moses. And let me make this point. That was his brother. Sometimes in life, those that are closest to you can hurt you the most. Can I write about a church? I said sometimes those that are the closest to you, that know you, they can hurt you more than anybody else. Even your own children. Can I get a witness? Oh, can make you spend some sleepless nights. Make you walk the floor at night. This was his own, it was his brother. And he says, Moses asked him a question. What did they do to you to make you act crazy? Aaron listened to the complaining people. And what Aaron did was, these same people complaining now have been complaining all the while. Matter of fact, they told Moses, you brought us out here. At least in Egypt, we had grains over there. They kept on complaining to Moses. They said, you should have left us serving the devil, the Egyptians. But they started complaining. And nothing worse than a group of complaining folk. The 
Bible says. They started in complaining because we have no bread, nothing to eat. At least in Egypt, we had bread over there. Let's go back and serve the devil, the Egyptians. And God came down and fed a manna from heaven. Didn't he do it, church? Gave them quails, fed them good. And later on, they said, we have no water to drink out here. And God had Moses to strike a rock and water came from the rock. But they still had something to complain about. Here, in the book of Exodus 32, Moses had been in the mountain about 40 days and 40 nights. While in the mountain, he was having a conference with God up in the mountain, 40 days and 40 nights. And while he was in the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights, the devil got in the focus all over again. And remember church, the devil is always busy. Moses was in the mountain too long. So they came to his brother, Aaron. Aaron told Aaron, he's been gone too long. We don't know what has happened to him. But you see, had these folk met well, they would have organized a search team to go out and try to find Moses. They would organize a team to see whether or not something has happened to Moses. But that's not what they did. They went to his brother. He's been gone. We don't know what has happened to him. And him, Aaron, they said, Aaron, make us gods that we can see, that can lead us and go before us. Make us some gods. They have forgot that God was the only God. He was a God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And they forgot that God had brought them over through the Red Sea. Sometimes men forget how good God been to them. They forgot that God had performed a miracle at the Red Sea, caused the water to dry up and they can march across on dry land. They forgot all about that. He said, make us a God, some God, not one God, but some gods that can go before us. Mr. Aaron, Take those earrings. Told the lady to take the earrings off. Take the earrings from your son off his ears. Take those earrings off your daughter's ears and bring them to me. Moses, brother. I said, sometimes your own folk can hurt your church. 
bring them to me, Aaron. They brought them to Aaron. Aaron threw it in the fire. But Aaron did something worse than that. You see, if you can bring the calf, they had to mold it and fashion it with some tools. The people didn't do that. Aaron did that. To make sure it come out looking like a calf. Aaron did it. Thank you, brother. So when we look at the story, he threw it in the fire with this calf. So after a while, God heard about it. You know, God hears everything, doesn't he, church? God told Moses, why are you on this mountain? Something going wrong down there. The people have become corrupted. Wow. Drinking, dancing, and having a wonderful time. He told Moses, you better get on back down there. Moses left the mountain, went back down there, and asked Aaron, what in the world did they do to you? Aaron first said, they, they gave it to me, they, you know how this they stuff is, am I right about it, church? When we blame somebody else, it's always they. They did it. They made me do it. They made me act crazy. So they gave it to me. Not only did they blame they, but them. So they gave me this jewelry, this gold. I threw it in the fire and it came out this golden calf. I was surprised. Aaron blamed the fiery furnace. I threw it in there and it came out this way. But God knows what's best for all of us, church. And, but God still is a good God. And before Moses came down from the mountain, God said, I'm going to destroy him. God said, Moses, hold up, hold up. Don't destroy him right now. Remember, you remember what you promised Abraham. That you will make him a great nation. Don't destroy them right now. And God reconsidered it and not destroyed Israel at that time. When Moses came down from that mountain, it's bad enough to deal with other folk when you got to deal with those right up under you. Because he blamed the fire of furnace and blamed vase. It's a very interesting story, church. Moses came down from that mountain. 
And you have to tell the folk, those who are on the Lord's side, you come on this, this way. Some came and some did not. And those that did not come and journey with Moses, God destroyed every one of them. And God still will destroy sin that is in our world. Yes. The blame game. Moses asked all of this. We still have, I said, some ill runs still around. Blaming their actions, blaming others for their troubles, and others for their downfall. In life, God has given all of us a mind of our own. Am I right about it, church? A mind of our own. When we stand before God, we cannot tell God that somebody else did it. We are responsible for our own actions and lives. For our own actions. That is hard to accept sometimes. Because I know folk can get on your nerves sometimes. And sometimes you ain't got but one nerve left. And they arrive that particular nerve. But even when we allow anger to take over, we are held responsible in the sight of God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, no question. Amen. Listen. I so said we have still have some errands. But remember, I said we are responsible for our own actions. We heard Paul says in the book of Romans chapter 14 and verse 11. Paul is saying to us, he said that every knee will bow. Then he said, church, every tongue shall confess. Every knee we are responsible to God for our own individualized actions in life. Then Paul says, therefore let us stop passing judgment on one another. That's what it says, church, because we are accountable for our own deeds in life. And it's, to say that life is easy, it's not easy, church. You cannot blame that hot temper on nobody but yourself. We cannot blame that nasty attitude on anybody else but ourselves. Because we are accountable to God for our own actions. We're accountable to God for our own deeds. And we are held responsible for our own actions. Let's say it together. We are held responsible for our own own actions. And as I hasten toward a conclusion, we must not do what Aaron did. You never did hear Aaron say, I sin. He merely said, they gave it to me. 
I cast it in the fire and came out this cast. You would have had more respect for Herod had he said, I am the blame. I'm responsible. I made and fashioned that cab. I put it in the fire. I did all of that. But then he, but he tells Moses, you know these evil folk. Start blaming the folk for it. The Bible tells us if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just enough to forgive us. Ain't God all right, church? So when we take the responsibility for our own actions, God will forgive us. God will forgive us. If I were to ask you, have you ever blamed somebody else? Huh? Oh, yes, all of us have. All of us, we're Christians, huh? <laughs> all the crime going on in our city. Well, the politicians blame the policemen. They do. The policemen blame the politicians. And everybody got something to, about it to blame for all the crime that's going on in our city, church. Amen. Everybody got somebody to blame. It yeah. was not me. It was somebody else. Yeah. But we all are responsible Amen. for what's going on in our world. Uh-huh. And the church is also responsible uh-huh. because God expects us to help lead the way. Amen. To help lead the way. Uh-huh. As I hastened to my seat, there was a man by the name of David. Yeah, we remember. You ever heard of him? Oh, David? Yeah. David was a man after God's own heart. Yeah. Yeah. He was a king. David saw Uriah's wife. Wait a minute, huh? Not David. Fell in love with that woman. Uh-huh. How did he fall in love with her? They laid together. But he also had her husband uh-huh. kill. Put him out there so he could get killed, so he could have her. I make a point here. It was Uriah's wife. David wanted her, but in order to have her, he needed to get Uriah's out of the way. So Uriah's, he put him out there on the battlefield to be killed. But there was a man that God saw named Nathan. Nathan went made some parables to David about this thing. And after a while, when Nathan finished, Nathan said, you are the blame. You are the problem. 
Then David, you have to admire who David. Take it easy, dog. David told Nathan. Yes, sir. I've sinned. That's what he said, Before the Lord. That's hard to do. And God came back through Nathan and told David, your sins are forgiven because he took responsibility for his own actions. Whenever we take responsibilities for our own actions and ask God for forgiveness, God will forgive us. Ain't God all right, church? Because he is a good God, and he's never made us mistake. No wonder they say he's a lily of the valley yes, and a bright and morning star. Yes, no wonder they tell us he's a bomb in Gilead. Oh, and God still makes a wounded whole. Uh -huh. Yes. This morning, if you'd like to come to Jesus Christ, say, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will open up, I'll come and sit with him and he with me. In life, there are all kinds of ups and downs and troubles in life. We sometimes get to a point we even leave the church, have no time for God. If you have no time for God, but one day you're going to need God. Am I right about it, church? When we get through making excuses for ourselves, one day you're going to need God on your side. When you talk about your trouble and you can't handle them, you know, Jeremiah said one time, if you cannot stand the foot soldiers, if you can't deal with that, okay. how are you going to deal with those on the horses? Uh -huh. And if you can't deal with those on the horses, how are you going to deal with those when the Jordan overflows? There are some problems in life. We cannot blame others, but deal with them ourselves when they pass our way. And ask God to give us protection. And then we can say, as David said, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. And my help. I feel mighty good this morning, church. My help come from God. It was God that woke us up this morning and started along on our wayside. It was all the grace of God. And you know what? It's by the grace of God that you are here. It's by the mercy of God that you are here. And not that you've been so good. It's by the mercy and grace of God that we are here today. If you'd like to obey God, become a member of his church. You can come by hearing his gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection being baptized for the remission of your sins and let God add you to the church and give God all the glory and all the praise and God will truly bless you. Then we will stop blaming others for our mistakes, our stress, our conditions. Give God the glory 
and give him the praise. Let us all say amen. Huh? Can we say hallelujah this morning? Can we say praise God? Because God is a good God. And as we pray, he's been better to us than we have been to ourselves. He's a good God. May God bless you as we together stand. Jesus says, come.